Hello and welcome to the Woe Down podcast brought to you by the Women's Organisation and hosted by me, Cynthia Ajayi. December is a season we all love and music plays a big part in this, listening to songs and carols to get us in the Christmas spirit. Someone who is well-versed in the power of music is composer, singer and songwriter Jennifer John. Jennifer has many accolades to her name. She's also the director of the vocal ensemble Sense of Sound. We sat down to talk about her journey in the music industry, the work she has achieved so far and why music is so powerful. Jennifer, thank you so much for joining us. So glad to have you here um, on the podcast. We've been wanting to get you for a while and we know you're a busy woman, a, a woman of many talents, you know. Um, you're one of those people that we'd call like multi-hyphen. You know, you're an entrepreneur, you're a vocal coach, you know, you're a multi-award um, winning composer. So many names after your own name. So we're so excited to have you on to share some of your experiences as well. Thank you, and it's a real pleasure to be here. Yeah, thank you so much. How are you doing today? How are you feeling? I'm good. I think coming out of, uh, you know, as we emerge out of what's been a really strange year, yeah. a couple of years actually, um, I feel like I'm very lucky that I'm able to work again. And yeah. to, I've just come back from a five-date series of concerts for with my band because mm-hmm. we launched our new album. Mm-hmm. So the... The restrictions that I can see around the world when I travel mm-hmm. or just in general um, let me know that the world is a very different place from before COVID. Mm. Um, I think during COVID it was it was strange for everyone, wasn't it? Yeah, and I think looking at it retrospectively, I feel like some things have been lost, mm. but I think a lot has been gained. Yeah, okay. Uh, and I think appreciation of each other, maybe That's of time good. and space yeah. and how important... We are as human beings because we're social creatures. Mm-hmm. How important it is to be able to be with the people we love again yeah. is hugely um, important not to forget. And yeah. I think I'm realising all of those yeah. things. That's so good because sometimes I think one of my fears was that we would go straight back to how we were before lockdown. And even though I know there's a few people that do earn for, yearn for that, I think there is something that we need to take from this lockdown and this time away. And as you said, appreciation of each other, appreciation of being able to do the things that we took for granted, going out, seeing friends, going to restaurants, mm. you know, that kind of freedom that other places, other countries have it on a regular basis is their life. You know what I mean? So I really do hope that everyone has kind of taken a shift, taken a change, maybe even slowed down a little bit more. Well, I think that's the thing. I think actually coming out of lockdown and realising that thankfully there's still a lot of work for me, mm. um, but realising that very quickly I got into that routine of maybe doing too much. Yeah, yeah. And I think after having that period of time where it felt like time and space was something that we could have, mm. I'm making a real point of not just diving straight back into that Good. fast pace, never stopping, jumping yeah. from one project to another, yeah. and actually just taking some time to reflect and to take a deep breath and to acknowledge all of the things I've just done before I move on to the next thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. And obviously, you know, we're currently in the Christmas period. December is a busy Christmas month, but I feel like it's not as crazy busy um, as usual Christmas is kind of thing. Um, but are you in the Christmas spirit? Are you... I am... My mum lives in Trinidad. Okay. So before lockdown, I used to spend two months of every year with her in Trinidad over the Christmas period. Yeah, oh. Um, Trinidad for a while was in the red zone, and it mm. meant that um, I... The airport was closed, yeah. but it's recently just reopened, so I'm going to spend 
time with my mum again oh, this Christmas, which I'm really, really looking forward to. Mm. So yeah. I won't be here for the cold. No, going for a hot <laughs> I'm Christmas. going for a hot Christmas. Hot Christmas is wonderful. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to chat a little bit more about, you know, your career and your journey into that and the continued journey of your career, of course. Um, but kind of tell us, like, how did you get started in the creative and arts industry that you're currently in? Um... The one I'm currently in has been like a, a series of evolutions. Okay. So I do so many different things. Mm-hmm. Um, the, when I first started uh, being involved in music, it was when I still lived in London. Yeah. And it was, I went to Newham Academy of Music. Oh, nice. And I did that throughout my school life. And I started okay. off with a very classical beginning. So mm-hmm. I played the violin, I played the piano, I sang in various choirs. And I got used to loving music from mm. a really early age. When Were your family to, musical? Sorry. Well, we always had a piano in the living room. Okay. And my brother um, is a pianist. Yeah. And so I, he's my older brother, so I always looked up to him and mm-hmm. thought, I want to do what he does. And mm-hmm. so um, I was very lucky when I was quite small that somebody came to our school and offered us free instruments. Oh, okay. And so we could have a go on a few instruments and yeah. see which one suited us. I chose the violin and then... From that moment on, I've been embroiled in music ever since. Mm. Wow, amazing. Do you still play the violin now? No, I keep looking at it. It's like still, <laughs> I keep looking at the case. Occasionally I open it and then I close it again. Yeah. One day, and I keep saying, I keep saying one day, one day I'll come back to you. <laughs> it will. I'm sure you'll get some time to be able to kind of pick that up. But I think it's such a great skill and talent to have. That's, I think we've lost a little bit in the last few years in terms of like musical instruments and learning how to you know uh, use them and and loving music in that way kind of thing um so it's great that you were able to do that and obviously with all the projects that you do as well kind of um like get to teach people about that as well so what is the one thing that you loved like what captured you about music what captured you about kind of like the art industry and stuff i think the thing that i fell in love with and the thing i'm still in love with is the fact that music um allows you to feel yeah and it allows you to feel in public you can Mm -hmm. get paid to express how you feel yeah Yeah, yeah. as a songwriter and as a composer I can express the Mm -hmm. things that I think you know in a world at the moment where there's a lot of talk about poor mental health Mm. and people keeping their emotions in yeah and people feeling that they can't express themselves I think I'm really, really lucky to have spent my whole life expressing myself. Mm. So that freedom of expression is really powerful yeah. and it's really important. Mm. And I think that's what art does for you, doesn't it? It allows you to express yourself, whether that be through music, through painting, you know, through video, through whatever medium. Yeah. You know, it's a way of expression. And I think we sometimes lose that a little bit and we need to find our ways of expression if we can't maybe verbally do it. Absolutely. In different ways is really important. And also music's one of those things that I think most people have a soundtrack to their life. Mm. So most people can remember a certain song that made them feel a certain way for a certain celebration. Mm. All of those amazing, important times in life like um, when we get married, Mm. when we leave this earth and... Um, at funerals, at christenings, yeah. there's always music. Music's a really important part of life. Mm. And I think even if you don't play an instrument or you don't sing or whatever it is, most people love music and it's yeah. for a reason. It's mm. because it makes you feel mm. a certain way. Yeah. So I think it's important to acknowledge it. Yeah, brilliance of music. 
Um, can you give us a little bit of a breakdown of the timeline of your career? So you said, you know, you started playing violin when you were in London, when you were young, and then what happened after that to where you are now? So I went, I stayed at the Music Academy throughout all of my school life till oh, I was okay. 18. Yeah. When I was 18, I wanted, so I'd had a classical upbringing up until that point. Mm -hmm. But also when I was about 14, 15, I started to write songs. Oh, okay. And it's a funny thing that when you learn how to read music, you can get tied to reading the dots. Mm -hmm. So even though my own songwriting was very much about my own expression, yeah. I felt like I was really limited mm -hmm. in how free I could be in terms of what I could create. Because all my life I'd been used to following someone else's music, mm. not creating my own. Yeah. So I found a course here in Liverpool that I loved the sound of, mm -hmm. and I applied for it and luckily got here. Mm -hmm. So when I was 18, I moved to Liverpool and I went to a place called Mabel Fletcher, which no longer oh, exists, okay. to do um, a course that focused on improvisation. Mm -hmm which is like the opposite of learning music. Yeah. Improvisation is all about being courageous enough just to go with how you feel, mm. not with what you've been taught. Yeah. And actually, originally I came to study, to do that on the piano, and realised I was really hopeless at it on the piano, <laughs> but that I could do it vocally. Yeah. So okay. that began my love affair with all things vocal. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Wow, that's so good. I love that kind of idea of improvisation, like kind of that freedom to just, because as you said, you can be quite restricted um, with like reading music and different things like that. And so being able to improvise and express yourself in different ways, you know, and that there's no rules to it as well. I think there's such a creative freedom. In it that. is. And I think what I what I've taken from my own experience is that having had the discipline of learning classically, because mm -hmm. you have to practice and you yeah. have to know the foundations of music and you have to know your theory mm. and stuff like that having that and then also having the freedom is a really balanced and great way to i feel for myself to have learned and to have developed mm. yeah, yeah that's so good um and obviously you said like obviously you went into vocal you're a vocal coach you know you run the choir sense of sound you have your band so has there been any moments in your kind of musical career where you've kind of had to pivot or you've had to make some decisions um, to either change in different directions at all? And, and like, how did you make those decisions? I don't think I've really pivoted. I think what I've done is I've expanded. So okay. I've, Good. I think I've loved everything that I've done. Mm -hmm. And where possible, I've tried to incorporate the different aspects of what I do yeah. into everything that mm -hmm. I do. Okay. There's a thread that runs through everything I do, Amazing. which is the ethos with which I I operate and yeah. always have done, which mm -hmm. is it's got to be multicultural. Okay. It's got to be multicultural. It's got to be all about equality mm -hmm. and inclusion. So it doesn't matter what the project is, and it doesn't matter what the style is, that's what I'm always looking for. That's good where possible mm -hmm. in a place like Liverpool, which doesn't necessarily historically have um, a huge legacy of equality. Mm -hmm. It's important. I'm always striving to go into different communities and find where are the people who yeah. I'm not seeing? Where are the people who are not visible? Well, how can I encourage more black people to be involved in what I do, mm. more women to be involved in what I do? Yeah. And that's always at the heart and the thread that runs through everything mm. I do. That's so good. And I think you don't always think about that in your career. Like, what is that thread that runs through? What is that kind of one or two or three things that kind of sets you on fire? Or what, like, 
every idea bounces off and I think that's a really great kind of thing to have and thing to think about kind of thing and as you said you know you expanded one of the words you used was you um evolution kind of thing and I think that's a really great word to use in terms of careers kind of thing you know you you grow you expand and um and that's really important kind of thing um, so what inspired you to create Sense of Sound? Tell us a little bit more about Sense of Sound. So Sense of Sound was a company that I created with three other women. Okay. Um, wow, how long ago was that now? I mean, originally Sense of Sound was a company. Okay. Um, it became, went on to become a choir, but the mm-hmm. company was, the four women that ran it, we were an a cappella group. Okay. So for, and we were together for 10 years. Our, our company, actually, we had for 26 years. And in that time, we created Sense of Sound, okay. the choir, because we wanted that choir to represent what our ethos was, mm. which is that when you looked at the choir, you saw multiple ages, you saw multiple cultures, you mm. saw multiple... And we wanted, where possible, for that group to reflect back at us mm. and our audiences Good. how we feel about life and humanitarianism and equality wow. of opportunity for all mm. people. That's why it was created. Yeah. And I still, and it still exists, and some of those original members are still in it, but I'm forever, if we talk about evolution, yeah. I'm forever looking for new members, so that's always being expanded on okay. as well. Yeah. So, yeah, always, always looking to bring new energy, mm-hmm. bring new perspectives, bring new people in. Yeah. Uh, because I want that group of people to always be the group of people that you go, wow, there's one of everyone. Mm, that's good. Yeah, yeah, that's good. We definitely need more of that for yeah. sure. Um, so you mentioned before that you came to Liverpool when you were eighteen. Yeah. So what's one of the things that you love about Liverpool? What captured your heart? People. Okay. Because um, people on the first day I got here, when I was in the queue to audition, <laughs> somebody made me laugh, and I don't think I can probably count on both hands, the number of days maybe that have gone by where I haven't laughed at something <laughs> with somebody. It's yeah. one of those joyous places. Oh, it's um, People are very funny. They don't take themselves too seriously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just love it. I love the humour. I like the warmth of the people that are here. Yeah. I like how accessible people are. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, that's what's kept me here. Yeah. That is so true. That is definitely the one thing about that's kept me here in Liverpool as well. Uh, definitely the it? people, yeah. the warmth, and just a sense of feeling at home for some reason here mm-hmm. in Liverpool, even though it wasn't the place where you know I grew up and stuff. But it felt like I can be myself here. Yeah, same. You know what I mean, kind of thing. And yeah. so Liverpool has that beauty about it that no other city has really. That's what we're gonna say. Right. Um, I agree. I totally agree <laughs> with you. Definitely. And obviously, as also a, a Liverpool, it's a very creative city. Mm. You know what I mean? In terms of like, I feel like music and art is really embedded in like the groundwork, in the blood of Liverpool kind of thing. And um, for a small city, it's pretty phenomenal. But I think that's because it's a port. And mm. I think that historically people ah, have come from true. all over the world. Yeah. People come in, they bring their influences. Yeah, um, Like we've said, we're from other places, but we've come here and we've stayed. And I know that a lot of people have come from other places and stayed. Mm. And so that's... That combination of lots of different cultures is what makes this place particularly special, I yeah. think. Yeah, definitely. Definitely hit the nail on the hammer there. Um, so what is the thing that has kind of kept you motivated all these years? What, what? I can honestly say I genuinely love what I do. Okay. I am a very passionate person and I'm, I'm, I'm a humanitarian. So when I think about 
the fact that I can teach, mm -hmm. I can meet lots of other creative people, I constantly learn from my students. Mm, good. And I think it's that exchange of knowledge mm -hmm. and a shared passion for the creativity yeah. that makes me just love what I do. Mm. Don't yeah. think I've ever stopped loving it. Yeah, that's good. Um, so I know you've talked a little bit about some of your values and beliefs, but what would you say are the three kind of main values or beliefs that you live by? Um, it's important to be a good listener. And I don't mean just listen on the surface, but mm -hmm. actually when someone's telling you something, yeah, to actually listen, listen to not just the words that people speak, mm -hmm. but try and read the intention, try and read okay. the what people actually mean. We mm. live in a world where you could argue that there are lots of things to be scared of and mm -hmm. people often, we talk about England, we talk about British people have had as having the great British reserve. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes you need to look behind the reserve to see what the intentions are between mm. behind what someone actually means. And yeah. as a musician, it's really important to listen. Mm. Listen to the music and listen to the words and listen to that. So listening is really important. Okay. Um, my values. Um, it's important to be generous. Good. And when I say generous, I mean generous of spirit. So take the time. Mm. Make time for people. You know, yeah. we're not... We've, we discovered, if we haven't learned anything from the pandemic, when we were forced into isolation, mm -hmm. then we're social creatures and we thrive better when we, when we work together. Mm rather than just leave people, rather than not be bothered to take mm. the time to notice yeah. when somebody might need something. Mm. So, so I think generosity of spirit is important. Yeah, good. And then, so what have I said? I said generosity of spirit, listening. listening. And then I think my thing is to always try to find the joy good. in life because there is a lot mm. to be thankful for. Yeah. And sometimes we miss the very simple things that are right in front of us. For us living in this country, well, for some of us living in this country, basic, simple things, water, we can t turn a tap on and have yeah. water. Mm -hmm. um, you can give me a cup of tea like you did, <laughs> and that's a gift. Mm. And I think it's important to realise that all of those exchanges, even, I'm looking out the window where we are now, mm. and I can see that leaves are falling from the trees. Yeah. And actually, we live in an environment where we're safe and where there's beauty around mm. us. And all of those things. So I think it's important to try and take notice and to appreciate the joys that life can give you. Yeah, yeah. No matter how simple. Yeah, that's so true. That I know it's, it's probably easier said than done for a lot of people, but yeah. I believe that there's always something to find joy in, mm. if we look. Yeah, definitely. And I think, um, you know, spending time with people... Uh, the right kind of people can help shift your perspective because I think when you're on your own things can magnify or things can look bigger than they are yeah. um, and so having somebody to be like okay let's just step out of that situation for a moment I actually realise you've got this, 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 that um, helps you be more grateful kind of thing yeah. but I think as you said it is um, easier said than done kind of thing mm -hmm. but I love that you know being grateful listening and being generous as well I think it's so so important so there are some great values and beliefs to live by 
Um, so what advice would you give to anyone who's possibly like struggling in their career, not knowing what to do or, or the next steps to kind of take? Like what advice would you give them? I have a daily practice okay. where I wake up in the morning and I um, just spend time in stillness. Okay. And it's important to take time to do nothing like, and a lot of people say I don't have time to do nothing. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, a bit ironic, but um, I think it's important to switch your phone off and to just be still mm. and to go inwards and breathe. Yeah. And, and breathe because it's important to slow down and be calm. Mm. And it's incredible how when you do that and you take some time to slow down and breathe, the thoughts that come into your head or the thoughts that start to slow down mm. allow space for other things to come in. Yeah. So it's a practice. It's a practice. It's a meditative practice, um, stillness. Mm. The more people I talk to about stillness, a lot of people say, but my mind's so full of clutter and thoughts never stop. Mm. But eventually they do. Yeah. So I'd say to people, give yourself some time and space to breathe and be mm. still where the time is just about you, go inwards and breathe. Be aware of the breath that you're taking because what starts to happen is your mind starts to clear and the mm. possibilities that you hadn't even considered start to come in. They do. Mm. They come in. And, um, and then you might have a dream or you might have an aspiration to be a singer but think, I could never be that. Mm. I wouldn't know where to begin. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to do that. And actually, what I've learned is that when... You go and speak to people about what you want. People are usually more happy than not to tell you how to go about it. Mm -hmm. So if, for example, you want to be a singer and you don't know how to go about it, look at the people in your community who sing mm -hmm. and go and ask them how they started it. Yeah. And go and ask for some advice and people will give it to you. So, mm -hmm. again, that thing is to do with that thing of we're not, you know, we're social creatures. And actually more people like to help than not, yeah. but unless you go and ask the questions, you're never going to know. Mm. So don't be scared to go and ask someone who does what you want to do, yeah. how they started and how to mm. go about it. Yeah, I really love that stillness idea because I think um, it is so true that we have so much in our in our heads, on our minds, and we don't really take the time to no. sit down. We think we sit down, but if you sit down with a phone, that's still that's not, not the same thing. No, you know what not. I mean? And, yeah. um, and I think lockdown is definitely like helped me in terms of being still and being bored because I think people are really scared of being bored like oh no I've got to be always doing something or you know have my mind on something kind of thing but just the 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 little thing of sitting down and just allowing yourself to be bored allowing yourself not to reach for a phone or do this or do something just in that stillness so much can come from that honestly so much does come from it mm. and even if you struggle to sit still mm. Still leave your phone behind and go for a little walk. Even walk if the walk's 15 minutes. Yeah. Get into the habit of just putting the technology down because actually our minds are busy enough as it is mm. and all the technology does is fill it even more mm -hmm. with other, with other. It takes you away from yourself. Yeah. Um, so even if you do that for 15 minutes, which is no time at all, mm. Just go around the block, go for a walk, take deep breaths as you're walking and look mm. around you, look at what yeah. there is. It's important to get into that routine. Mm. It gives you a sense of bar balance and a sense of purpose in a way that looking at something constantly that's external to you doesn't. Mm. Mm. 
good. Stillness and ask for advice. Find people around yeah. you in your community and ask for advice. That's really good. Really, really good. Um, so what should we look out for from Jennifer John for the rest of the year and also for 2022? So I've just finished a wonderful project which was all about climate change. Mm-hmm. And it was um, a music, a global organisation called Music Declares Emergency mm. approached me a couple of months ago to ask me to coordinate three activations happening in three different cities. I'll explain okay. what that is. So yeah. It's a guy called Mark Delissa that wrote, you, if you saw Harry and Meghan's wedding on mm-hmm. the television, mm. the Kingdom Choir, the Gospel Choir yeah. that was on there, Mark Delissa is a vocal arranger and he arranged the song that was sung at the wedding. Oh, okay. So he was commissioned by Music Declares Emergency to do an arrangement of Louis Armstrong's What a Wonderful World mm. in support of COP26, which yes. was the United Nations Climate Change Conference. Yeah. Leading up to that event, um, I was approached for that song. So the activations were that song was going to be sung at the same time in three different cities. Amazing. And the three different cities were Liverpool, Glasgow, where the conference actually took yeah. place, and London. So I organised that. I organised that, and it went really well. And on the strength of that, we're now planning next year's, which will probably be ten cities. Wow! And we want it to get bigger and better. So I'm looking forward to that because mm. I'm looking forward to using singing as a tool to support humanity in doing the right thing in terms of saving the planet mm, so that's really exciting um, I'm organising some gigs with my band Killer Fernandez okay. uh, like I said I've just come back from Switzerland and from Austria where we did some performances mm-hmm. and it was to launch the new album, the new album's called Universal Love Yeah. so the new album, I'm going to organise some gigs to take place in the UK mm-hmm. so that's happening next year I launched my new company, my new CIC. Oh, okay. Which I'm in the process of setting up now. And I'm also in the process of setting up a new agency oh. for professional singers. So okay. there's a lot happening. Yeah. So, yeah. It's exciting. So 2022 yeah. is going to be busy, exciting, yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. We're excited. We're going to look out for that for sure. Um, and as obviously it's Christmas time, you know, I feel like I have to ask you, like, you know, what is your favorite Christmas song? Oh, my favourite Christmas song. Mm. Oh, there were so many. <laughs> you can give us the top uh, three. I like chestnuts roasting on an open fire. I just love it. It just yeah. reminds me of Disney for some reason. It's beautiful, isn't it? Yep. And uh, Sense of Sound actually have got a lot of performances coming up. So they'll be okay. singing a lot of Christmas stuff. Mm-hmm. Some of it original and some of it... Um, I mean, I love I love it when all the harmonies are together on the ding dong merry on high yeah, yeah, yeah. in heaven above the <laughs> I love all that, and I love hearing choirs. I mean, choirs at Christmas are just oh, perfect, aren't they? Beautiful, it's, it's like angels. Like, yeah, exactly. Mm. So there's loads and lots of lots and lots of different songs. Yeah, yeah but yeah. I love the Christmas spirit, and I love mm. it when I hear singing. Yeah, yeah, it is a great time and period for that. So where can we find out like what you're up to? What Sense of Sound are up to? Where should we go to? So Sense of Sound have got. An evening with Sense of Sound, which is happening at the Unity, the- Unity Theatre on December the 22nd, 7.30. <gasps> okay. You can buy tickets online. Awesome. On the 21st of December, on Church Street, outside Marks and Spencer, there'll be a small cohort of the singers, seven of them, okay. singing traditional songs yeah. from six o'clock till quarter to seven. Nice. Um, and we've got lots of different 
dates and events happening leading mm -hmm. up to it. Okay. But those are the two main ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One at Unity is going to be the best. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so can we just find that on the website? And yeah, you yeah. can. Okay. You can find it on, on the website. Awesome. Oh, wow, that sounds really exciting. I love that. It's, it's getting me excited already for Christmas. <laughs> um, thank you so much for joining us, Jennifer. I really, really appreciate taking your time, sharing your wisdom. There's been so many good nuggets in there that I think we can take and that our listeners will really appreciate as well. So um, we just wish you a fantastic Christmas and also a fantastic 2022. Um, I know we're going to smash it next year. So thank you so much. Thank for you so much. And the same to you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.